The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. I work on my body every day. I work on my mind every day to be able to be available to my teammates. And uh, this was three and four nights for us. And we were short body, no Rui. Um, late scratch for Tori uh, uh, Prince. Uh, no Gabe Vincent. We've been on Bando for the season so far. Uh, and everybody had to step up and ask. And so, um, you know, big win for us. And I'm happy I was able to contribute a little bit. Big win, big performance. LeBron James, the Lakers getting it done over the Clippers. Been a long time since they've been able to do that. Chris Anstey's a two-time NBL MVP, a three-time title winner. Spent several seasons over there in the NBA as well. Chris, welcome aboard. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Sam. And no, it's it's always interesting. Yeah, you do a lot of talk around LeBron James and, and his record-breaking season and they talked about a minute restriction this season that lasted one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, he, and, he's, and he's just playing up near 40 minutes a game. But he's, he's been incredible. It's just it's a joy to watch. He's basically 50, isn't he? I mean, how's he, how's he still doing this? 35 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, and an overtime win over the Clips, as I said. So how he touched on it there. He works on his body, works on his mind. Some guys are just freaks. He's 38 for the record, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's right. And there's a lot that's been spoken about the investment he makes into his body. And yeah, he's always in the conversation about one of the greatest players of all time. But I think one thing that he probably will go down as is probably the best longevity and the ability to perform at such a high level for so long. I don't think there have been too many players who have been able to compete at the level he has at his age. And to carry a team like he has been, and uh, it's just incredible to watch. James Harden watched on. I'm assuming he's going to suit up soon. He has said his role in Philadelphia was like being on a leash. So all sorts of bad blood out of that trade. But what did you make of it all in the end, in the in the final wash-up? I'd probably sit in the camp where I don't know why any NBA team would want James Harden. You know, he's, he's quit on his last three teams. And mm. it was really interesting. There's a, there was a little video that, that went around of, of James Harden walking into the, the Clippers locker room and the playing group reluctantly, you hardly lifted their heads reluctantly, Russell Westbrook got up and it was just, it was almost like oh, no, alright, here we go. They certainly didn't, he didn't seem like the sort of guy that the, that the other teammates wanted in their locker room. So look, uh, I, I, oh, it's a tricky one with James Harden. He's come out and said his goal to win the championship with the Clippers. Well, you would have assumed it would have been that with all of the other teams he's been on too, but uh, he's walked out on the last three, so I'm not a big fan of the trade. I'm, I'm glad for Philadelphia, they, probably that they got rid of him, but uh, it's going to be a really interesting watch uh, at the Clippers. Yeah, so he, he joins, uh, I'm getting deja vu here, because he joins, you know, potentially four Hall of Famers here, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook as well. But it was deja vu to the Brooklyn Nets days, wasn't it? Because that had all the hallmarks of um, of fitting all the superstars into one team, and obviously that didn't work out so well. Yeah, it does. And uh, teams can look good on paper, but the, the four players you just mentioned, a little bit unlike LeBron, they've had injury concerns. They're past their prime, you would argue, with all four of them. But I suppose the, the only benefit I can see with having James Harden on that team is outside of Russell Westbrook, they're, they're not going to be a high-paced team. So he fits that style of play well. It's an ageing roster. They're all out of contract after this year. So... The club will have a choice to make. You know, do they mm. renew contracts? Do they 
cut them all loose. Again, it's a fascinating watch, but I, I can't see it ending well. I want to talk NBL with you, of course, but I've got, a, a Chris, a bit of a Victor Wembanyama obsession. Now, he, he's having a typically up-and-down start to his career, but his physiology, so 224 centimetres, the way he moves, his wingspan, his reach, and his highlight reel is already impressive. What do you, what do you make of this guy and his characteristics? You know what, I was on a radio show last week and I described him as a generational talent and a lot of people, I got a bunch of messages saying that's a term that's too easily thrown around, but I don't think we've ever seen, well Shaquille O'Neal would argue he thinks we've seen that type of talent um, in Bol Bol, you know, same sort of talent, but he said Bol Bol doesn't work hard, um, Victor Wembanyama does, but we just haven't seen seven foot three in any generation that mm. has the skill set and the work ethic that he does. So, look, he's so lean and he's got a lot of developing to do physically, but his skill set's incredible. He's not going to physically dominate anyone for at least a few years, but, geez, when he hits his peak in however long that is, three or four years, I'd... He's got to be one of the best players in the league if his body holds up. Yeah, it's going to be amazing to watch unfold. How did the Celtics drop 155 on the paces yesterday, by the way? The third high score all time. Yeah, I, I was again, I was one of the ones that think that Drew Holiday is an upgrade on Marcus Smart, and then they added Chris Dapps Torzingis. I, I like the roster they've put together. I like the support they've, they've given Jason Tatum. Um, they have four... You know, stars, superstars, whichever category you'd like to put them in. And they've been so close to the, the last few years that they're driven, it would seem, to take that to take that final step and, and, and win another championship. So they've been really impressive on the offensive end, I think. You know, Paul Zingas sits in the same category as a lot of those lean bigs that if he can keep on the court and stay injury-free, which he's beginning to do... Mm. Uh, we we tend to forget how talented he was, and you know, when he came into the league at the New York Knicks, he was his nickname was a unicorn because we hadn't seen what he was doing before. But uh, he's going to help that group. We're speaking to three-time NBL title winner Chris Anstey. Chris, what have you made of oh, the NBL season taking shape? Of course, Melbourne United, the runaway pace setter uh, at the moment at eight and one, but got enough of body of work now to get a read on things. What do you make of it? Exactly that. United have clearly been the best team and they've, they've played the last couple of weeks without Matthew Delavadova, who mm. sounds like he'll play this Monday coming back from concussion and we just hope that he's going okay. And outside of that, you throw a blanket over six or seven teams. I, I still think Adelaide and Illawarra sit all the way down towards the bottom and having said that, New Zealand sit there at the moment. But um, I figure they'll climb their way up. But... Uh, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix were going along nicely. It just seems that any time a, a team goes along nicely that's not named United, they find a way to trip over themselves and lose a couple in a row. But it's a, it's a fascinating season. Um, I have no idea who'll make the top six and get to that play. And I think United have probably already done enough to almost secure a top two spot. I, I can't see them losing enough games to fall from the top two already. But um I wouldn't say it's their championship to lose. I think the Sydney Kings, once they gel, are going to be extraordinarily mm. tough. Um, outside of that, oh, it's, it's hard to pick a winner. Yeah, and you mentioned the Phoenix just before we depart. Uh, they went down last night to the Bullets, and Aaron Baines, uh, that match, uh, the headlines belong to him, uh, returning from that five-game suspension. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the time away. Yeah, I, I always think when an incident like the one that happened occurs, there's always uh, there's something else going on outside of basketball. So 
what those close to him hope Baines he's okay and doing well and hopefully the time away from the group and off the court helped settle him down a little bit but mm. uh I think it was a it was a really average incident it was a good result that he got some time away and Nice to see him back on the floor. Yeah, no, well said. Hey, mate, really appreciate you taking the time, as always. Always great to have your insights uh, in the game, both here and, and overseas. Uh, have yourself a good day, mate. Enjoy the, the weekend of action. Will do. Cheers. There's Chris Anstey there, Australian basketball great, joining us on the line. Off the text, uh, LeBron's only three years older than Curry, Durant. Uh, all in their prime. Athletes are hitting prime later than ever. It's a good point. LeBron is 38, not 98. Messi, Ronaldo, Djokovic, Federer, all athletes around that age who still dominated or are still dominating. Come on. Age doesn't dilute performance when 38 in general is youth. Perception of age needs to change. That's uh, Kelly Slater is 53. Well, maybe there's something to be said for modern medicine, modern science, better practices, um, looking after yourself and all the things we know now that work for longevity probably goes into it as much as anything. I wasn't trying to smash LeBron James either, by the way. I was more the opposite. I was praising him by virtue of the fact that he hasn't seemingly dropped off one iota in his late 30s. So we'll take a break. By the way, NBA 2K24 is out now. We'll see you on the court.